After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the Kings, it's my favorite show. Do it for Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. Do it for Deuce and Moe. When it comes to the Kings. Uh, big hopes and dreams as we cover our Kings. Never cover the kingdom, but we loving our Kings. And we cover your prayers as we doing our thing. Big Deuce with the par, little Mo on the screen. Solo or together, still do it for team. Never switch up for a dollar or revenue stream. So we always got each other. Balance out the beam. Deuce and Mo, and that's the end of the thing. So do it for Deuce and Mo. We are live. Hey, happy Wednesday morning. It's the aftermath of game number two. The Kings. Oh, wait. I just get the sleep out of your eyes. Wake up and realize you ain't dreaming. The Kings are up 2-0 in their series. Oh, good morning. What up, Deuce? Hey, Morgan. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> Man, we don't sleep in playoffs. Why? Playoff Deuce is here, and there is so much to talk about this morning. And you're going... Why are you guys doing a morning chat? I thought you did night chat. No, we do what we want when we want. And the other thing we do is understand that, oh, we had a little internet issues last night. I had someone hit me up go, you guys should get fiber. We have have fiber. fiber. And we never have internet issues. no wind. Dogs were asleep in a way. There was no reason why that should have happened. No reason. Another reason. I thought your voice would be better this morning. Why is your voice worse? What do you mean? <laughs> what if I just talk like this and act like this in my voice? That's what's crazy too is like Mm-mm. you would think Morgan like is yelling at she's not yelling at games. I think part of the thing Anything. is if you talk to people at games right now, yep. your voice is just gonna go because it's so you have to just talk louder to people. I can barely hear people and so then I'm always thinking I have to be louder. Um yeah, I'm gonna have hearing problems like by whatever age. <sighs> yeah, it's um it's been a while, a couple of days. And then, you know, you meet up with uh, some friends and then you're talking and then, yeah, you just. And then you just keep going. Um, we're just going to hang out. This is going to be a little less structured, right? I told you. just hanging. I was like, you know what? The internet went out. I don't feel fulfilled. Like, I just want to go on again and not only talk about um, 
obviously a little bit more about last night's game, but I also want to preview uh, game three because we usually don't get to full-blown preview games because it's just like a post yeah, yeah. game and then we kind of look ahead. But today we can actually preview a little bit more. The people are buzzing about my hat this morning. Thank you, NorCal Brian. Thank you, Lucas. I got that at the team store last year. It's a great hat. Oh, it's a great hat. you. So we've had a chance to sleep on it. Yeah. I was, Everything. We were up very late last night, and I could not help but almost fall down laughing when, when I saw our buddy Mark J. Spears tweet <laughs> from a source. Warrior star Draymond Green asked for an x-ray on his right ankle after the game two loss to the host Kings after feeling soreness. Source adds Green believes the injury came when King star Damanis Sabonis grabbed his ankle before the stomp. Oh, before. So it wasn't the stomping ankle. It was no, the, no, the grabbed no, ankle. No, that was the same one, right? What? Oh, I guess technically it was. The wow. point is, this is why he said it, is because Woj put this out and said, Sacramento Kings all-star Damanis Sabonis undergoing x-rays on his ribs, lungs. So Sabonis is being evaluated after Draymond stepped on him in game two. All this stuff is just so hilarious to me. And it's wild that this is where we are at in the series. You know, before the series, there's like this mutual respect. And I'm not saying that like goes out no. the window now. There's a lot of history with Mike Brown and stuff and the Warriors, obviously. But it, it's like you get two games in and you go, oh, this is playoff basketball. This is when things get chippy. This is when storylines happen after the game, separate from what went down between Green and Sabonis, Steve Kerr is coming out and talking about this game was really physical. Yeah. And, oh, you know, starting to poke a little bit at the officials to try to get some calls in game three. You know, and that, it's just like what, what Mike Brown was talking about. And we keep referencing this because it's so true. He... He talked about how this series is just going to get harder and harder. And when we talked to him about it and said, why? What are those challenges? He talked about the Warriors being like a wounded animal, trying to find that will to win, to stay alive. And you, when you feel desperation, you feel like anything can happen. And anything did happen last night. We witnessed a stomp in the NBA. <laughs> and it's hilarious thinking back on that whole situation and how it all went down from grabbing a leg to a stomp to WWE-like antics. Yeah. But I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it because no one got seriously injured. We're playing some of this now. This is from uh, Sean Cunningham over at Fox 40. His, like, the real-time speed yeah, of this guy. Yeah, okay. So, Clay, like, throws it. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I see the stomp, Dude, you guys. come on, it, bro. It does. It does take my breath away. Like, it is so bad. It's so bad. You, I think the funniest thing to me, it, and, of course, you know, this is when social media is at its finest, right? After a playoff game when these two fan bases are going back and forth. Mm -hmm. But I was just dying laughing at Warriors fans' spin of this. Like, it, they are painting this as Sabonis being the dirtiest player in NBA history. And the victim, Draymond Green, just had, I mean, he had, what is he supposed to do? He's just needed to take a step. I mean, that was not a step. He got pissed off. 
because Sabonis grabbed yes. his leg. And there's even some Kings fans like, I don't know if he really grabbed his leg. Look, I think he fell, tried to protect his face a little bit, and I think he was like, oh, I'm going to slow him down. Yeah. I'm going to slow him down a little bit. And I don't think that's a dirty play. There's that other thing like Draymond was going to be out on a full-out sprint. There was no full-out sprint. He grabbed his leg for a second, then he got baited into stomping on the guy. Like, what are we talking about? And, you guys, I don't even care. I don't even care how that play initially started. Clay boxing out maybe, you know, did whatever to Sabonis. But my point is, I it's playoff basketball. It's physical, right? I don't care about that. Again, it's about... And it makes me laugh because it's so blatantly obvious. <laughs> like, the way that he did not give a shit. This is actually the worst part to me. Is, like, Sabonis is on the ground. He and he's, care. like, waving on the crowd. He's going, like, just waves his hand at Sabonis. Like, this guy's, like, what if he did fracture his, like, ribs? And then he's just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to jump on the table. Oh, by the way, Draymond Green's ankle is sore. But not from jumping on this... This chair to taunt the crowd last night. That's not why at all. Adrenaline can do wonders, Deuce. Come on now. Give him that. Dude, it was... Uh, the Draymond Green chants were insane. Draymond sucks. Draymond F sucks. you, Draymond. Except the actual word just dropping. I... I don't know, man. You know, it's like, does he get suspended for game three? I don't think he does. Personally, I'm good if he doesn't. You know, it's... It's not ideal. I'm not trying to even excuse what he did, but uh -huh. there's also just a big part of me. I mentioned this last night. I I want to see him play. I want to see it. Like, he's already amped up, okay? The Warriors are on edge right now. They're down 0-2, yep. headed back home in really a pivotal, 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 <laughs> God, what am I saying? Pivotal game number three at Chase Center. I want him in there. I'm with you. I want him to get... I'm with you. Bait him again. I, let's go. Well, okay, so now let's actually talk about the the um, technique of staying composed. And the Kings did such a fantastic job after that, not allowing that to deflate them. Um, I don't even think it was like giving them motivation. I think they were like on this level of like, nope, screw all the antics, keep playing our game, let's effing go. Sabonis stayed in the game. And I think when you look at going into Chase Center and let's say Draymond is playing, which he should be, it's going to be chippy. Draymond is going to do his thing, be yapping, yapping, yapping. You got to keep playing your game. I know after the game, you talk about that composure. Fox was talking about how that he felt like that play kind of brought them together. Well, there you go. I mean, in that, I was asked that too. So I've been joining right after the games, I've been joining Dubs Talk. Yeah. So I'm going on to a Warriors podcast and they asked me like, do you think that did anything for the King squad? And I didn't know necessarily, but either way, they didn't show it. They didn't show that it like hyped them up and they didn't show that it maybe brought them down or they were worried. I just got distracted, Morgan. I'm Why? sorry. Why? Why? Someone in the chat, Mo, actually says, Deuce, it's Tuesday, not Wednesday. Because I said it was, like, oh, happy Wednesday. And I think I just realized because I went to bed so late and it was Tuesday in my head. I was like, oh, tomorrow's Wednesday. Oops. Oh, wow. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, it's Tuesday, guys. Believe it or not. It's, it is Tuesday. Um, 
Oh well. So do do you think Draymond should be suspended? You're you're like no. No, okay. we've already covered this. No. Okay. Okay. I'm no, and I say it so like that because I mean, one. Can I just say it's a big storyline? Okay, this whole like Draymond thing's a big storyline. Sam Amick even said that the league could be looking into how he was taunting the crowd and what he was saying to the crowd in that moment. Following that, the other thing about this, just an interesting angle, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that this matters. All right. But the person who decides on a punishment like that is someone who used to work at the King's front office, Joe Dumars. Whoa. And Joe Dumars is also close with Draymond Green. So there's like that little interesting subplot. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't think he's he's getting suspended. No. It could have been, like Tina's saying, it could have gone very bad. It, yeah, You know what? It could have. It absolutely could have. And go ahead. And I think if something did happen to Sabonis, we would something would be different. He would get suspended, <laughs> and we would not be well right now. Yeah, that's why I think. <laughs> you know, isn't that true though? Do, do you think at all the Kings were like, "Hey, we're gonna say he needs X-rays," and like one hundred percent. Just because, just to like, you control the narrative, and maybe that gets the league on. Oh my God, the guy needed X-rays after the game. Ladies and gentlemen. And that's why Draymond was petty after the game, too. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is the thing that we're noticing more and more with the NBA. It is so beautiful on <laughs> and off the court. It is reality television. It is drama. It is fun. It is athleticism. It is all the things. It's real, right? And that's why when these dramatic things go down, you know all that shit's going down behind the scenes. And I don't care because I love every second of it. I soak in every single tweet. And yeah, you do want to control that narrative, especially if it could lead I'm sure the Kings would love to have him suspended because they're like, screw him. Also, great, another advantage for us. But at the same time, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think he gets fined. You move on. You know, I mean, he he got ejected from the game too. It's not like he like they Zarba and that crew was like, hey, no, he's fine. We'll just keep playing on. I mean, he got ejected from the game, and that obviously hurt his team. Yeah. Which that's the other thing with this whole like Draymond narrative. That everyone's like so. Draymond, has he ever once just been like, look, man, I lost my cool. I lost my composure out there. And, yeah, he grabbed my leg. I shouldn't have stomped him. That's the problem with Draymond over the years. There's He's never done anything wrong. Kicking Double Steve, down. Kicking Steven Adams in the nuts. <laughs> uh, raking guys in the eye. Like, all the stuff he's done over the years, there's not one time he's like, dude, honestly, my bad. It, it's that... Just do it. Just one time. I, yeah, I lost my shit. It's a playoff game. The guy grabbed my leg. I stomped him. I was pissed. I shouldn't have reacted that way. I apologize. But instead, there's like, Draymond, I can't believe dirty Sabonis would do that. Oh, everyone in the league knows he's so dirty. Sabonis isn't dirty. Does he pull some tricks every once in a while? Like, any basketball player, whoever has played the game, does most Morgan's most. talking about when she played? She pinched back fast when they would post <laughs> up on me because the ref couldn't see. Like oh, when I would just like that play. By the way, the whole sequence of what went down on that play yeah. was a perfect example of yeah, it gets chippy. Barnes goes flying in there, boom, knocks GP two. Clay mm. and Sabonis are all over each other. Yeah. And Sabonis falls, kind of grabs at Clay's jersey a little bit. For sure. And then he falls back, whips his head back, covers his face, grabs Draymond's leg, and then Draymond stomps. I'm like, yeah, this is 
You've seen this, not the stomping part. Like, but that, you know what that I mean? was like, a new one. I'm, my whole point is like, Sabonis didn't do anything crazy. The Warriors fans out there, or there's even Warriors me is like, look, man, that was just a. You don't do that if you're Sabonis. But what are we doing here? It, what? You, I, you act like he had him in the angle lock and was trying to get him to tap out. Like, what are we saying? I always, I always go, God, what would I be talking about, Deuce, if we covered a team? Okay, if we covered a team that had a player stomp another man on the floor, right? Like, like, what would we do? We didn't have a man on the team that stomped people, but DeMarcus Cousins was pretty damn near close yeah. in his antics, and we were absolutely fair uh, when talking about his bullshit antics. Honestly, if I was a Warriors fan, I'd be more pissed at Draymond because it's like, it's, yes. it's the years of this stuff, and these are things that, like, I don't think he's getting suspended in game three, and it's fine. But to put yourself in a situation where you could be suspended in a situation where you're down 2-0, uh, to get put yourself in a situation that you lose your composure in a tight game when yeah. you need a win on the road to get the split, like, that's not what you do. And, like, the big one of the biggest takeaways I have so far with this series as it shifts back to San Francisco, the Kings are just more composed. It's weird, like, that the Kings look weird. like the team that, hey, we have playoff experience. And they, they don't. Like, they have some guys that do, but the Warriors have the championship experience. They have guys that have been through all the battles, not just, oh, we've been to the playoffs in the first round. Obviously, they've done it. But it's the Kings that look more composed. It's the Kings that, at this point, look like they are ready for playoff basketball. In game one, yeah. we were talking about offensive rebounding. The Kings getting after it, finding ways to win. Yep. They're not knocking down threes. Everyone's talking about how physical they are. Game two, they're playing physical. Perimeter the defense. defense. Oh, my God. Like, who would have thought that was going to be a storyline for the Sacramento Kings in one of these games? And it's because they know how to lock in. They know how to do their homework and do the right things. And that's what they've been doing. Now, what? I, I just think the other thing, Mike Brown has prepared them for this that's moment. It. The homework, yep. It's the homework, but starting in training camp, when we heard him on the episode of The Run drop the... Turn the fucking jets on! Turn the fucking jets on! And he was run, run, run. That's been their focus. We are going to run, and we're going to get into our shit fast. Yep. It doesn't mean we're just running fast breaks all the time. It's when we get into our half-court stuff, the action's got to keep going. We got to keep mm -hmm. going. We have to play with force. We have to be the team that is pushing. And against this team, Mike Brown knows one thing about this Warriors team that's aging before our eyes at this moment. They don't want to run. They don't want to run. And the Kings will keep running. And it's not just the first quarter. Look at what's happened at the end of these games. And Wiggins is trying to get back in basketball shape. He's not in shape at all right now. He's been out for so long. Like right. It's taking, and maybe by Thursday, he's in better condition. He ends up playing 40 minutes. But Morgan, his stuff was short late. He was having trouble running down the floor and, in a jog. And that was late. Like, you think about what he was adding right away, his defense on De'Aaron Fox, slowing him down in the beginning of that game. But it just wasn't sustainable he could not keep up and that is exactly what so many people say about De'Aaron Fox on the floor he is the 
fastest freaking player out there and his ability not only to stay that fast throughout an entire game, but to stop pop anywhere on the floor. I mean, to be able to have that body control when you are that fast, it becomes unstoppable. And especially when it's wearing down and tiring out other people, it truly becomes unstoppable. And that's what we're seeing. So now my question is to you too, because that's where I was going with this, the yeah. pace and how Mike Brown is push, 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 go, go, go. This team, the Sacramento Kings, they really are prepared for this pace in this speed all the way through right yes you don't see it like going oh man there there it is well look i can't predict like obviously if the kings are able to take care of business and win this series which is not again i'm not just over here throwing a parade yet yeah all right we could be talking about game five being tied at two two <sighs> i'm just being honest with it okay? for sure but they've done this all year in a double overtime game against the Clippers where they scored 176 points, they kept it moving. They kept it going. All their guys are in great condition. And that's where it goes like it's not just the coaching staff and the players. It's like the training staff. They kept these guys healthy, right? They kept them in shape, and they didn't have to load manage. And I, I in some, I'm not, I don't know how the Kings compare to other teams in the league statistically I don't have like an, a, a real measurement here for you but I can tell you I think the Kings are they've got to be one of very few teams in the league that did not load manage at all this year yeah. they played their guys yeah. and you know what else they did they practiced hard they practiced hard all the time all and the some time. people are like well is that going to wear you 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 down I mean in some regard maybe it just hasn't more prepared and in better shape. It doesn't mean you go, hey, we're going to practice hard, even if you're hurt today. No, no they're going to treat, give their guys treatment, keep them going. But this team hasn't had an issue with that. And, and who did Mike Brown learn from? I mean, yeah, we can look at his whole journey, but who did he learn from as of late that was winning championship after championship? Steve Kerr in that organization. And look how he brought what he saw was a winning recipe to the Sacramento Kings. And that winning recipe was to truly be the conditioned team. I talk about this every single time. I talk about that final series last year with the Boston Celtics and the Warriors. I said, Jason Tatum's going to look at this one and go, all right, what do I need to do in this offseason to become more conditioned? And people on their coaching staff were talking about with Boston, they wish they would have played them more minutes throughout the season yep. to get them ready. Because if you're going to manage guys' minutes, unless we're talking, like Giannis is different. Giannis plays like 29 minutes a game, and he's just, a I mean, look at the guy. Yeah. But, and he's a physical specimen. But if you're conditioning yourself that all you do is play like 30, 32 minutes, well, come playoff time, when it becomes more physical, when it becomes more grueling, and you're only you need to play forty minutes, what's that going to look like when you're getting bumped around, knocked around? It, it's early in the series; it hasn't been an issue for Sacramento. And I felt like late in the game last night, you saw a tired Andrew Wiggins, Looney in both games. He can't keep up. Looney can't keep up. Dude, he's just not... He has so much, though, on his shoulders. I agree, and it's not me take, taking shots at the no. guy. He's trying to battle Sabonis. He's going to have a hell of a job. Yeah. But when it comes to late in the game and they need him out there, he can't get up, keep up uh, going Agreed. up and down the floor. Agreed. And think about it. like He's not only trying to keep up going up and down the floor at that pace. He's, like you said, 
battling yep. against just a tough ass big in this league but on top of that got into foul trouble so then had to take a step back from whatever he was doing physically dude I, i've just been so impressed with that the other guy that looked tired last night to be honest with steph and steph ends up playing more minutes which was smart he needed to play more minutes last night i, I thought kerr did not play him enough in game one the Kings are clearly making a run when Steph's off the floor. And the Kings did again in that game in the first half where they went on a 19-6 push when Steph was on the bench. They're clearly just a... They are, it's just not fair. Like, the guy is one of the best. I get scared every time the guy has the ball in his hands. But last night, I don't know that I've seen Steph in recent years be defended like he was last night against the Kings where Davion Mitchell was just in him, making him work, pushing him off his spots. Steph got it going, but he took one shot. Yeah. He took one shot in that third quarter. Yep. And late in the game, have you ever seen Steph pass so much? No. Late in the game, he was passing it to Clay because he was gassed. He was gassed. but He was tired. The amount of text messages I have from Deuce every single time that Steph was out, it would always be these amazing runs. Kings outscored... Uh, the Warriors 19 to 6 when Steph is out. Blah blah blah. When Steph is out. When yeah. Steph is out. In those those times, the fact that the Kings were capitalizing, but also the fact that Davion Mitchell truly tired someone like Steph Curry mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Just an incredible job. He won the Deepog chain last night. Well deserved by Davion Mitchell. The fact that he's been stepping up in this role in the playoffs. Um, I I just I'm just so glad that Mike Brown is trusting him with the minutes that he's getting. Obviously, 28 last night in rocking those minutes, not only on the defensive end at such a high level, but then also putting in some work on the offensive end. Morgan, he has been everything I think his critics have wanted him to be yes. in this series. Yes. No one's ever disputed his on-ball defense. Like, Mike Brown... As a defensive-minded coach, that's his reputation. I think he would love to play Davion all the time. The problem is Davion has struggled at, at times. And one thing I kept telling you throughout the years, play these guys together. Play these guys. Play Fox and Mitchell together. You can do and it. against this team, Yes, you can, you can get away with it. Certain you know, against you know, some of the bigger teams in the league, you know, if you've got to deal, I, you're just not going to to play those guys together all the time. Sure. But this is perfect for this series, and you're seeing it with him. He's getting more minutes. He's getting more comfortable. He's knocking down his shot, and the Warriors are going to give it to him, and they should keep giving him that three. Like, let him shoot it. He has not proven to be a consistent three-point shooter, but in this series, through two games, he's been able to knock down a couple. I think he's done a great job pushing the pace, attacking. He looks more comfortable than ever, and I thought last night, man, just seeing him, I think it was in that first half, maybe it was third quarter, where he's in the Steph and like making him work the entire way down the court standing everyone stood up fired up oh in my that god yeah. that got me so amped it's like how cool is that to see that kings fans i remember i saw a tweet that uh i forget who tweeted out they were like it feels like every single shot that the kings makes is like the the game winning shot right like the crowd just goes ape shit but then you see that defensive moment from davion mitchell and it's like the crowd gets just as amped as they were on a made basket. I mean, 
this town is such a huge basketball town that they appreciate the hell out of effort and the amount of effort that has been on the defensive end, not only from Davion Mitchell, but from the rest of the team in this series has been absolutely incredible. Oh my God, cute. Shout out to my, we're talking about one dog, <laughs> Davion. How about this dog? Car- Let's welcome the morning chat today. Carlin. Hey, Carlin. Hey, Carlin. Uh, crazy game too. Crazy game too. Uh, w- w- what's your breakdown? Anything? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Okay. He, he just wants a little love right I mean, now. Like, he wants a little love right if now. If you're gonna be here, add to the show. Yeah. Don't just yeah, be no, here. He, he's tired, man. He's tired. God. Um. <laughs> Turtles says, "Why is Deuce holding Davey?" <laughs> Dog. Dog. <laughs> um. God, there's something else I really wanted to mention. Um. I'll remember it when I get to it. I have one. Yeah. So Keegan Murray. Well, yeah, that was one. Definitely, we got to just we didn't touch on that last night, right? Um, yeah, you know, he. I think the good thing for him, like getting these rep, one, the Kings just getting these playoff reps is big time. It just he has made some mistakes early defensively. Mike Brown, all right, go go sit down. We're going yep. with something else, and I think really for Sacramento. They had to play this three-guard lineup. Monk has been so good. Mitchell's been so good. You want to have Fox out there. HB's been awesome. And then you have Sabonis. And someone can't play. Like last night, Lyles, who had a big game one, who really helped them kind of stay the course when they were down 10 twice in that third quarter, Lyles only played 14 minutes. We saw a brief Terrence Davis appearance. Yeah. He made some mistakes, and Brown's like, all right. Wait, you're wait, you're throwing a lob to Trey Lyles. I I know Monk did the same thing. That was a weird sequence in that first quarter. I'm like, why are we throwing lobs on the run to Trey Lyles? Like yes. it's prime Blake Griffin. Like, what are we doing? I was yeah. like, we can't be doing decision that. making has to be crisp. It has to be crisp. Yeah. And that wasn't the best. Um, no, I I think um this is great for Keaton. Like, go ahead, go through it. Go through it. You know, I, you, I, you're going to have to yeah. learn from this. He's gonna start hitting. He's gonna hit a big shot in this series. I'm I'm totally with you, and I think what we've seen throughout the season from Keegan Murray, we've seen him have his patches of okay, looks like a rookie, doesn't have all the confidence, and then we've seen other patches like holy shit, rookie over year, if you ask me. So I think right now you can tell it's that not having the confidence in the playoffs, maybe like not the pressure getting to him because I don't think that's ever what you see on his body language but but what i will tell you there was like even another time he finally put it on the floor and was going down that's what it was in transition and he was going down to the basket and he made he was just really indecisive and then tried making a bounce pack bounce pass quick to sabonis and it got stolen and it was just like Go at the rim, buddy. Yeah, We've seen yeah. you do this before where when you're not aggressive and you're not assertive, bad things happen. Just go. Put the ball on the floor. Go. I mean, I think they've done a hell of a job getting into him. And, hey, welcome to the playoffs, rookie. Your yep. first ever playoff experience is coming against the Golden State Warriors, and they are trying to prevent any of the shooters from getting going. Yep. And the Kings three-point shooting in this – Honestly, both teams' three-point shooting in this series has kind of been the story. It's um, it's wild to look at the numbers. I'll I'll have to pull them back up. I had them up, but yeah, I, I um, to to go back to Keegan though. 
this is it's a lot to deal with the Warriors, man. And, and they're throwing different looks. This is you, your first ever playoff go around is against defending champions who have done it so many times. That's brutal. Yeah, and and like you said, this is going to be one of those moments. Like, well, I'm glad he gets to learn at this point of his in his career. Like when you think about so many people that usually come through Sacramento. They don't even get this opportunity to learn at such a high level. And so it's like he's going to be a better player just from this playoff experience. Uh, Looking at this number, too, this is from Marcus Thompson, does a great job covering the Warriors for the Athletic. Warriors are 29 for 90 from three through two games. Okay. 32%. 29 for 90. The Kings are even worse at 21 for 70, 30%. Um, and he mo- he notes that the Warriors haven't shot it well enough to negate the Kings' advantages elsewhere. This has to change at home. Yeah, I think looking ahead to Game Three, and I'm sure there's we're just kind of chilling talking about this, so I'm we're kind of all over, it and that's fine. Um, if you're the Warriors, you have to be thrilled that you have made life far more challenging on on Demonis Sabonis. Yes, and, and Sabonis had a uh, he was able to put up some numbers last night and had a good game. For Sacramento, like the fact that he was tw- had 24 points, nine rebounds, four assists. That's low for him. That's just low, yep. especially for what he's able to do. They have totally blown up the Kings dribble handoff game. And, you know, Looney comes out hard. And then the, the, the guards are just all over, all over Herter and Keegan Murray. Well, the best time was when Steph was on Kevin Herter, right? And that is when you saw the DHOs start to happen again because Kevin Herter was like, no, F this. I'm coming hard off these uh, dribble handoffs. There was one time that Sabonis even went shoulder to shoulder with Kevin Herter first because that's how much they were they going. They bumped. Yeah, they, they bumped. bumped. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, wrong person. But really, it's it just shows like he was probably telling him, game plan, you need to come so tight off my shoulder. There's no room for anyone to come over that screen or to come over that my body. And you saw that happen so much. Kevin Herter did such a fantastic job getting that space away from Steph Curry on those dribble handoffs and then just getting a mid-range shot. You know, that second line of defense wasn't necessarily coming up. They were still paying attention to Domas Sabonis. Help was making sure they were paying attention to all the threes. It was beautiful. And they've done a Looney's just done such a good job not only being physical down low, but the plan off Sabonis. He he doesn't, Sabonis doesn't want to shoot it. And and I don't know. I felt like he was far less hesitant come in the regular season to just shoot that every once in a while. He shot one last night and he made it, and I could tell he was like kind of fired up about making it. But yeah, I mean they're they're doing a good job on that. And but Sabonis was still able to play physical fight through and get his. But my point is the Warriors have done a really solid job with Draymond and Looney to make life challenging, and that's all you could ask for. We talk about the same thing with Sacramento. Like you got to make life challenging for Steph. They made it challenging, and Steph still finished last night with twenty eight points. This is what great players do. They can still get buckets. Sabonis, it's the same thing. Like you have to make life more difficult. After the end of a good fight. You deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think they've done a good job limiting Keegan's clean looks, Herter's clean looks. I I don't know if they should feel more confident about that, that like, hey, last night, Steph didn't have his game going. We lose Draymond. Clay didn't get going until some threes late. Jordan Poole is not healthy, and when he was out there, he's making terrible decisions. Our bench has given us nothing in... We've been in every game. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, I'm sure from the Warriors angle, that's kind of what they're saying today is like, if we can clean this up, rebound, limit the mistakes, not have a, a game where they have 22 turnovers, they go, we win this game. Well, and that's, we win this series. that's been the story, obviously, of this Warriors team, especially as of late, right? Just, not taking care of the basketball and the fact that they haven't been able to lock in after game one and be like, all right, we're going to be better with the basketball. Um, I think the Kings defense has a lot to do with that, which is that whole sentence is very strange to say, but um, you know, they've done a really good job of locking in, locking them down and making life a lot more difficult. But yeah, golden state warriors, Draymond said it on his podcast after the first game, like, Hey, you know what? This isn't one of our best games, and we stayed in it, right? And then, but when you're saying that a second game, what are you going to say going into the third? I think they are relying that they're going to go home where they're, what, 33 and nine on the home floor? 33 and and eight on the home floor, and they're going to get it going. And they might. They might be able to get something going on the home floor. My counter to all this, and it's the point that a couple of people are making in the chat right now, our guy, not KJJK, says the Kings defense has been great. It's not all unforced errors. That's the thing. I felt like last night the Kings came out early, and the the Warriors' turnovers, you can't be like, oh, they're just throwing the ball everywhere. They had some of that, but it's because of the defensive pressure the Kings are putting on. How many deflections did they have early in the first couple of minutes oh of that God. game? The Kings couldn't hit any shots. The only shots they were hitting early on were the ones that when they forced turnovers and they were getting it going in transition. So, like, we could talk about, hey, the Warriors just take care of the ball. They're a high turnover team. Is that going to all of a sudden change? Are the Warriors all of a sudden going to stop fouling the Kings? They foul a lot. That's what they do. Yep. So, at some point, we have to look at Golden State and go, you're, you're talking about changing things that they haven't been good at all year. Now, Sacramento wasn't good at defense all year. They've been legit, especially in game two. So maybe the Warriors can get back at home and their role players are able to give them something. Sure. Warriors bench has been abysmal. I, I, I don't know what else you could say about it. I know GP2 gave them a little something last night, but they need help. And well, I just don't know that they're... They, it doesn't seem like they have enough firepower even even Dante DiVincenzo I thought would have been more of an x-factor for them uh in I still think he can have those moments and he probably will but he did not take a shot last night and he played 13 minutes and this is to go to add to your point look at me fired up like it's after a game right now I know I'm loving 
Playoff Deuce is engaged, man. I got like four hours of sleep, and we're like, let's go. It's a morning chat. Let's talk to the people because they want to talk about this series. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. If you haven't done it yet, hit that thumbs up button. We got 500 people watching us on an impromptu chat because Kings fans are fired up. NBA fans from around the world are fired up for this damn series because it's been must-watch TV. The crowd's been jacked. The intensity has been there. The Kings, safe to say, safe to say, from Morgan White, the Kings, are they the basketball world's team right now? I mean, if you're outside, if you're outside of San Francisco, if you're outside of being a Warriors fan, you have to be rooting on this Kings team. It's a great story. You love the beam. You love the underdog story. When I turn on a game and I see 18,000 people juiced like Kings fans were oh my God. the entire game last night. Dude, my my parent well, my parents were at the game and they sit up in the second level and my mom was saying, you know, she had like a beer spilt on her head, popcorn, all these things. And at the end of her whole thing, she was like, and it was the best experience ever. I had Hell to walk yeah. home Hell with a cold yeah. head of hair and it was amazing. And I just love the vibes of like, nothing matters when this team is playing <clears throat> like this, is um, having this type of success. It is so special and everyone is feeling it. Yep. Everyone. So I want to go back to your point because we were talking about DiVincenzo and yeah. then I went on that little fired up promo there. This was a storyline headed into the game, or into this series. We had talked about before the series. Okay, Wiggins is back. What type of Wiggins will they get? Is he in basketball shape? What can he look like? Wiggins has had moments where you're like, he could be a problem, especially if he gets back into basketball shape because he's, the Kings don't seem like they have a guy that can defend him. He can knock down jumpers. It's smooth, whatever. But, Wiggins coming back into the fold changes things for them, right? DiVincenzo, who's been really in the latter part of the season, yep. been such an important, vital piece for them. His role changes. Yep. Kaminga, dude, Kerr was like, I'm done with Kaminga. He played less than four minutes. He ends up playing Moses Moody for a stretch. And then when Looney got in the foul triple, same with Draymond, you saw Jermichael Green in there. Kaminga is guys. like, they're, they're like done with him. I, I don't know, was it right after when Monk... Monk in transition spun on Kaminga step back three. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it's um, you're you're seeing Steve Kerr looking for his identity with Andrew Wiggins back on this team. You know what Andrew Wiggins is as an individual and how he plays defense beautiful right how he um can even get things going on the offensive end at times great they need that extra bump but right now still trying to figure out that flow of getting him back in there that's gotta hurt them a little or a lot more than i think we're even talking about right oh yeah i i 100 percent agree on that and i think They've had so many different guys that they feel like they could throw at Fox too with DiVincenzo and Wiggins and GP too. He's still been able to get his in this series. And I guess my other question for you is when you see game one, Fox is four of eight from three. Okay. Game two, he's two of ten. He did hit a big one late. I, I don't like the ten I don't like that through two games of this series, he's taken nine threes a game. I, I think and I understand some of it is like the Warriors are going to give him that shot. I just... Are we allowed to go to NBA.com and take a look at all of his threes? That were 
that were we might get flagged okay on it. okay okay but we can't. Um, let's i mean i just i might the reason why it might not are we going to be able to monetize is the question okay if not then we don't need to do because we can go but you know what deuce we can go back and look yeah. at his threes because when you say two for ten i'm like obviously not good but what was the shot selection right is there a three that i'm not thinking of that like i really didn't love i'm sure i'm sure there is but at the same time you think about this offense and sometimes it might feel like it's settling and especially when the warriors go into that zone and then you don't see people attack especially that was the when the stretch. warriors were in the penalty with 10 minutes left yeah. and it was just like that was in the third quarter, and yes. that once um, yes, the bonus came out, and the Kings definitely went into a situation where they were just settling like crazy. I think that's when they had, it was Fox, Monk, Herter, Lyles, and Len, and they, the, the, the Warriors completely changed their defense, and it was a 10-point game. Then the, the Kings started taking bad shots, and Kurt, I mean, uh, Brown was like, Sabonis, I know you sat for like less than two minutes. Get your ass back in there. And I think Sabonis played the entire rest of the way. Jeez. So, yeah. And then Fox played from the 334 mark of the third quarter the entire rest of the way. Yeah. I, you know, so going back to like those threes that yeah. De'Aaron was taking, um, I'm, again, I, I shouldn't just talk about it unless I go back and look at his threes because from my, overall perspective i'm fine with it you're gonna miss those shots he can also make those shots deuce and he's doing a great job of getting into the paint and finding his way now is there are there moments where maybe he's settling because it is an energy thing it's not necessarily a fatigue thing but he's sprinting from end to end and then on the defensive end he's picked up his game to a whole nother level so are there moments he's like I can't even I can't even get to my spot right now. I just like this looks good and it's just not a good shot. Like that's probably happening in these games and I think maybe limiting those type of moments will be a big deal coming up. I thought one thing Fox did great in game 2 was some of the decision making when he was getting doubled, you know, and they're bringing that second guy over especially with Sabonis out of the game uh I during stretches not this particular stretch. This was a different one. I think that was, yeah, it was the is the first half. Okay. Where Len's in the game for Sabonis, and they're sending those doubles at Fox to get the ball out of his hands. Fox made the right read every time. They were leaving Len wide open to bring Draymond up. Yes. And, and, and Fox was picking them apart. Fox did not panic with the double team coming over and the length and aggressiveness by Golden State. And he picked them apart. And, you know, he found Monk on some threes. He got Len a couple of dunks. He ends up with nine assists, two turnovers to go along with his 24 points yeah. in game number two. Yeah, and I, I loved, just like you're saying, even Alex Len, the minutes that he's been able to add uh, last night, just being in the right spot and understanding being in the right spot, you know, just cutting to the basket, getting an easy two. I mean, what, he had like two dunks? In that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like. How about he blocked green again? Oh, my God. Woo! And getting that block again. It, I just, I love what he's <laughs> been able to add in his minutes. I just think it's been so important seeing what so many guys are stepping up and doing. Even when some other guys aren't 
able to step up. Keegan Murray, Trey Lyles didn't have his best moments last night. So there's just nights where the Warriors are really going to have to make sure that they understand the game plan of the Kings and how everyone can step on step up on any given night. Do you, with with the three-point shooting being 9 of 38 last night, that's where I, I think I'm more confident with Sacramento. I think they are going to get these shots to drop. Yeah, they will. And for them to start both games one and two as poorly as they did from three, I think they started, what, oh... Oh, for, was, they were at oh, least for 10. 10 in both games. Yeah. I know that for sure. I don't know what it ended up being. I think the Kings were like one of 13 the sure. first quarter last night. But I feel like those are going to start dropping. They're going to start dropping. And I like the fact that the Kings were able to win two games in this series where the shooting wasn't there, where they had to fight through that. And that again, it's a credit to Mike Brown. I think Mike truly believes that this team, his team, is prepared to run this team off the floor. Oh, yeah. And will we'll, may and. That's why I think the other interesting thing about game three and game four is there's some rest now. And this, these Warriors legs, they need the rest big time. Are they going to look a little more fresh come game three? couple days off on the home floor. Yep. The one day off in between in a physical series is oh not easy. And now, now we're to the point of the first round where there's going to be gaps between games. Even today, there's no practice for the Sacramento Kings. I or mean, the they're, Warriors. They're in, or for the Warriors. You know, they're probably all doing their film. They're rehab all those things but um but yeah i i this rest is so so very important for them to re-energize their bodies and i think for the warriors it will absolutely benefit them it's obviously going to benefit the kings too but it's going to benefit them being back home we know what type of team they are at home much better like we've said over and over again they're going to feel um the roar of their crowd, even though, you know, we still think that there'll be a lot of Sacramento Kings fans there, which will be cool. But yeah, game three, it's going to be different vibe. It's going to be a different test and a different lesson for the Kings. So how will they all stay composed, especially when Draymond is? Yep, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And I think the other thing too is staying composed. If you get off to a slow start where, I mean, it seems insane to say this. That let's say you get off to an 0 for 10 start from three in game three. Yeah. That crowd, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have the encouragement. You don't have that same juice. And Steph's going to feel it in a good way for him. Mm -hmm. And when they get it going, their crowd gets super into it. I think Kings fans, to your point, will travel well for game three. I think they're going to be into it. The other thing, the Kings have been great on the road. Like, if there is one thing we were really concerned about with Sacramento, it's like, they've been kind of (laughs) suspect at home this year, right? They haven't, they had a better road record. Sacramento was 25 and 16 on the road. The best road record in the Western Conference this year. Amazing. Amazing. And I I do think that this is different, mm-hmm. right? Like this is you don't have road environments like Golden State. Now, I don't think this is the same crowd. This is not Prime Oracle, right? That that's when that that building was rocking, man. That building was Top notch. I've been to Warriors playoff games. It's just, you're like, oh my God, this is insane. Yeah. Uh, Chase Center doesn't have that kind of same vibe at this point. But nonetheless, you know that this Warriors team plays awesome at home. Can you deal with the punches on the road? The Kings have found ways to kind of fight through that. It's just going to be a totally different environment. Yeah. And um, what are you expecting for game three? You know, I'm expecting. I know this, it, it's not a cop out, whatever. I'm expecting lessons to be learned. Um, I think 
I think it will be a whole different game. I think the Warriors will bring something different because of all the antics and the physicality that's been going on these last two games. I think teams will be rested, but I think lessons will be learned and that's not a prediction of like who's going to win or lose because I can't you just you can't doubt the Kings now with the way that they keep fighting and having the will to win, but it's just going to be another test in their team. We keep going back to experience. They've looked like the team with more experience. What are they going to look like on the road in the playoffs? Get one. Oh, get, get one. Get one. Get Come one. on. Come home for game five. Yep. And with a chance to clinch it, those fans would be insane. I do want to go. Oh, I no. thought you hit something. No, no. Um, I do want to get to a couple of clips that we didn't talk about last night, but here's a, def a Davion Mitchell talking about uh, his defensive mentality. Trying to make life hard for others. Yeah. Um, I think that. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people look at basketball as it's kind of all about offense, but it's really not. Um, it's the, the little things you do defensively, um, rebounding, little, little things like that. Offense is definitely a big big piece, but in the playoffs, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, it's a lot of physicality. A lot of calls are not being made, I mean, just because it's the playoffs. So I know you had to be, you got to be locked in defensively, especially at times like this. Uh, he, and he, you could just tell he's feeding off it. How about Davion Duncan last night? Oh my God. How about him getting up and Dude, dunking that last night? There's just some powerful moments. Oh God, I don't even know how this went. Ooh, I want to hear Morgan's voice in oh this. So God. Morgan, Morgan interviewed Alex Len after the game and the quote says, it was obvious. I think it was a dirty play talking about Draymond. You guys stayed composed. You talk about the poise, especially when everything was going down with Draymond. What happened from your guys' point of view? I mean, it was obvious. I think it was a dirty play. I mean, I've never seen it before. Somebody just stumping a guy on the ground, but uh, it is what it is. We just, you know, we, we try to like block out all that talking that Draymond do, everything else to do. We're just going to focus on us and come back and just play hard, do what we do. Wow, I like a little fired up Alex Len right there. Either I didn't even hear him say that, or it's just so natural to me. It's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite part is when you ask the Draymond thing and you you brought the mic. You were like smiling. On that question, when it was not a smile-worthy question. You were like, hey, how was it to uh, close this game out? You well, were like, we, Draymond Green. Well, no, because we were already we were already talking. And then, like, getting to the Draymond thing, I just, like, sometimes I never want to put players in a position where they think that I'm trying to get something out of them. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to know, like, that was crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, here's what Malik Monk had to say uh, about Draymond getting the fans all fired up. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, of course. That just fired us up. Uh, we're going to stay together. We're going to stick together um, throughout this whole thing. Um, and if, if somebody do that again, we're going to come together and um, go out there and play even harder. So we're going to continue this. It also kind of speaks to your composure that you guys had that you don't, like, react to, to something like that. Where does that come from? Uh, Mike, HB. Um, Sabonis, uh, all the guys that've been in this situation before, man, uh, they just they just keep us poised. God, I love that. Man. I, I love that dude. I, I was gonna say, man. I just love him. I love him because he plays with fire, plays with some emotion. I'm gonna say this too. What? I don't think the Warriors have respected Malik Monk enough in this series. Hell I no. think the narrative about Malik Monk coming into this series was that he's a guy that just comes in and chucks like Jordan Poole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mentioned that after game one. Remember I said it, when Draymond said, you know, you're not, you didn't expect that from Malik. And I'm like, I think he feels like it's Jordan, they're Jordan Poole. But the difference is the chaotic energy 
Malik Monk knows how to channel that into mm -hmm. good basketball. Jordan Poole channels that into bad decisions for the most part, unless he's just going off. There's just less consistency there with Jordan Poole. Yeah, and, and Monk didn't finish as well last night, um, but still knocked down three of seven from downtown. They they yeah. threw some different stuff at him too, well, I mean, and that's the ultimate respect. And so now you're to the point of the see, this is the thing with Kerr right now. I'm like, yeah, you could when you got Fox and Monk out there at the same time. Are you you're throwing doubles? Like you're gonna get picked apart. Oh At God. some point, this is going to come back to bite you. Like, so I'm very interested to see what adjustments they make for game three. And maybe the, the biggest adjustment for the Warriors is like we just have to play with an edge. We have to rebound, and that's what can change this. But I just think Sacramento right now, their stamina, the pace, their resilience, they're not winning this by knocking down. We're not here going, hey man, the Kings are knocking down 23s and I. I mean, they're gonna cool off. The Kings are not shooting the ball well from three. They're attacking this team because this team has zero rim protection. The Kings don't have rim protection. I think maybe that's an area where you go if you're the Warriors into game three. You're going, how are we not attacking this Kings team at the rim more? Yep. I saw Sam Amick wrote a piece today for The Athletic where he's he had a Warriors source go say, they don't have Brooke Lopez. Like, why are we not attacking them more? Yeah. We're settling. And I, I, the Warriors have been prone to that, though. This is kind of what we keep talking about with their DNA this season, at least, has been they don't take great shots. The shot selection has been rough at times. Mm -hmm. They turn the ball over. That's it. And they foul. Yep. Though, that's that, that's a losing combination, and especially against a Kings night. team. Yeah. But I also think when, when that Warriors source is like, we have to attack them more, I think you're – that that would be fine to sit that that's regular season kings sure. but through the first two games of this series you have to give the kings a tremendous amount of credit for the def defense that they have played did we hear any charles barkley last night we should play a little bit of that did we hear any charles barkley last night what does he have to say that's about the, this oh what do they have to say about the stomp oh i know i heard the shack thing on this shack was kind of like defending it of course here's what shack had to say what am i going to do like, if I stay there and, and just try to run forward, I'll fall. You got to get them up off you. And if you're up off you and, and you're in the way, you might get stuck. Dirty. Was it a dirty play? Of course it was a dirty play. But then just say that and leave it alone. Yeah. Don't. Well, hey, you just you don't grab me, this won't happen. You can't go, hey, man, you can't uh, go around. That's so true. If he never grabbed him, that wouldn't happen. I would agree with that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I do you. agree with one that. Bad play, one bad play, play begets do, another bad play. That's like, it. Well, don't grab me. But but if, 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 but if uh, I grab you uh, and you hit me with a chair, it's just excessive. Yes. I'm not saying that he shouldn't like get him off. Okay. Well, but he was. It was a little excessive. Hold on. Would you like to get on the floor and show me the options when somebody grabs you? I'm not gonna just move away. Move away? How? Just walk. No, no. You got a bad hip. No, no, This is not. This is this is not a time. Once you lay on the floor and I see if I can stomp on you. All right, come on. No, they didn't. Anyway, stop on your face. I can't hurt that thing. He, he didn't have to do what he did. It was excessive. He could have. He could have. He could have. Just give me the options of what he's supposed to do. Come on, man. Just give me one or two. You know what he could have done. Just give me one or two options. He could have brought attention to the fact that he grabbed it. This is an easy one. I love. Thank you. I love. 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 I Dude, it's like a debate. It's so funny. Shaq has, just has those takes sometimes. Like, what are we doing? 
the same thing I keep saying about some Warriors fans out there, like justifying the stomp. I'm like, no, it, it's okay to say like Sabonis shouldn't have grabbed him, yeah. and also in addition, be like, yeah, he sh- he shouldn't have stomped on. It's him. No. okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. But instead, it's the other way. Sabonis is so dirty. I'm like, what? Who are we talking about right now? <sighs> uh, here's what Charles had to say about the uh, Kings defense last night. Eight point win tonight. This this t- tonight game shocked me. Like the first game was Sacramento. They just try to outscore you. They played great defense tonight. Mitchell, Herder. They were really playing great. I mean, Steph was only, I think, three for left from three-point land. But three for 13. Three for 13. Like, game one, they, they, that was the team that led to NBA in scoring. But today, this was about guts and then playing hard. I was really impressed with Sacramento tonight. They're deeper than I so you thought they were. They were. I knew they I <laughs> You don't they, watch, they Chuck. Some good bench players, but I was like, they keep coming. <laughs> And Mike Brown has gotten them to play defense because they were not playing defense like this during the regular season. And they really didn't play this good of defense in game one. But today, they didn't shoot the ball well. They got off to a bad start. I thought they took too many threes to start the game. They missed like their first ten threes, and they got down. But they battled. This was a great win for the Kings. Yeah, well said, Chuck. Yep. Well said, Chuck. Big time stuff, man. I I love it. Yeah, I mean, seeing the Kings buckle down like they did last night, and it's not like you buckled down. <laughs> you did against the Warriors, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's you did it against the Warriors. You're doing it on the biggest stage. It's um, you're doing it with the most. I mean, if you want to call it pressure, if you want whatever you want to call it, it's just um, it's been something else seeing this style of basketball uh, being executed by a Kings team that has not been in the playoffs for 16 seasons. Morgan, why haven't you taken the second just now? And just said thank you to all the people watching us Dude, live right now. You guys are like honestly so badass. We have over 500 people watching us live. Um, just thank you. Impromptu morning thank you. chat. We're never on at this time. No. So you guys, you guys are the best. And um, thank you for joining us at night afterward. Thank you for joining yeah. us in the morning. Like we said, we're going to have this content all the way through, obviously, the playoffs and um, and even more NBA all year round. <laughs> Final thoughts. Oh, how about the Kings scoring 41 in the second this quarter? 41? Great stuff. Great Man, stuff. I'm just looking at my hat. Look at it. My, my notes were so much more intense for playoffs, Morgan. I can, oh, he's going to we're them gonna, instead of final thoughts. Them. There you go. Me keeping track of every line. <laughs> Dude, there's so many things I know because I get, I like, I'm like, oh my God, that was so good. That was so good. That was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think King's defense, um, they're showing that they can step up. This isn't a fluke. We saw it in that one regular season game before the playoffs. It New was Orleans? yes, the Pelicans. It game. was that that game. That, that game gave. That was a game that gave me hope about the Kings' defense. And was it like, was oh. it was the game before they started sitting guys too. And for that to be the game that they kind of end the regular season on with all their guys playing, you're seeing them bring that. It's bleeding into the playoffs. Hey, shit's about to even get chippier, so buckle up, Kings fans. This is going to be fun. And yeah. enjoy the enjoy it all, okay? I'm Warriors fans, Kings fans, NBA fans, enjoy this because we are witnessing some fun basketball too. You're witnessing fun basketball. You're witnessing a prepared team. Yep. Mike Brown is not going to let this team slow down, Mm-mm. get all happy. Oh, we're too well. This is a... Game three is a different challenge. Game three 
is you're playing an even more desperate team. Yesterday before the game, when Morgan asked Mike Brown about, hey, what do you mean when a series gets harder? Mike Brown talked about the Warriors being a wounded animal. And sometimes, you know, you have a little extra fight left in you. Yep. The the Warriors are not going to go down easy. And with a few days off, some adjustments, maybe Wiggins starts feeling it. He played 40 minutes. He goes, I get a day off. I get treatment. All right, I got my win back a little bit. The, The level of focus is going to be there. And so Sacramento has to continue to have the same approach. It doesn't matter if there's fans out there. Vibe off the fans at, at Chase. You've won tough road games before. You have to stay focused and composed and know that this Warriors team is going to give you their best shot. It's, yeah, it's it's going to be challenging. Let's go. Let's go. Reminds me of kind of like, um, it, it, let's compare it to wrestling for a second. I mean, that's literally what, five minutes of last night was the Warriors are kind of like Mick Foley okay why it's just so hard to destroy that guy you can throw him off the top of a cage you can have his tooth coming through his face he gets back up you're like how 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 does he keep doing this this guy is putting his body through him this Warriors team is hard to kill look at what they've done I know. look at what they have accomplished 2-0 feels amazing enjoy it today now it's time to get back to work Let's and try go. to refocus and go, how do we close it? This is the hard, the hard part's closing them out. Okay. I want this so bad, Morgan. No, no. I, you don't understand. Just how enjoy the bad. ride. Dude. I know. Just, I want this more. Uh, why, stop. Stop. Just enjoy the ride. I am. I'm, I'm enjoying so, it. I'm so like. They're not going to, the Kings are not going to fold either. Like they are going to compete their asses that, off. And they're, that's something you know that you will get from them no matter what. Even if they're shooting like shit, even if they're playing bad, even if people, yeah, it's, that's going to always happen. So. <laughs> yes, we have some breaking news at this hour. And it's not shocking at all. De'Aaron Fox has been named the NBA's first ever Clutch Player of the Year Award winner. I guess it's not really a surprise, Morgan. I think we no. all figured this was going to be the case. But De'Aaron was amazing. And how about him in the fourth quarter of the first two games of the playoffs? Yeah. 15 points in the fourth quarter of game one. Wow. 11 points in game two in the fourth quarter. He did it all year long in Sacramento. That I mean, that's what it was. you know. And you look at De'Aaron Fox's ability to play this game at such a high level in the fourth quarter after... The amount of what pace and speed and everything else he does all throughout the game, it's just incredible that he was able to be so impactful late in games and so impactful that obviously the most impactful clutch player in the NBA this season. Incredible job by De'Aaron Fox. And truly what I think is just craziest about this, Deuce, is that people, teams, knew studying him what he was capable of doing and he was still able to do it at such a high level he's been doing it against legit competition you think about some of the like clutch moments he's had i mean of course it's fourth quarter scoring where he's had 26 games of 10 or more points yeah but then you think about the clippers game that double ot game Hey, you think about that dallas game in uh, luca and Kyrie's first game together yeah where he took over and he had 26 in the final 17 minutes of that game, including the fourth quarter overtime. And then you think back to 
what he's done in this series early on against the Golden State Warriors, where they're throwing a whole bunch of stuff at him. Draymond, Wiggins, GP2, DiVincenzo. This guy just gets to his spots, and that's what he's done all year. The numbers, too, are pretty crazy. 194 points in clutch time this year. The next closest was DeRozan at 159. Uh, it's the 11th most since they started keeping track of the stat in 1996. Whoa. Oh, and by the way, 103 points in the final three minutes of a three-point game. So he's doing it, close games, game on the line. I know Fitzgerald, the announcer of the Warriors, tried to kind of poke at that a little bit. Well, Ooh. the games are close. No, it, that's when it's harder to do it. Tight game, a lot on the line. Defense is keyed on you, in, in on you. De'Aaron's been special. Well, and that, you talk about why it's harder. Think about it. Mentally, you guys, mentally, you have to be on such a different level. And I think that's something we've talked about this Sacramento Kings team all season long, and especially in this first round of playoffs, is just the way that they've been able to stay locked in and composed, right? Like they're ready for the moment. But the fact that De'Aaron took that leap mentally and physically from the start of this season and now his work is being validated with such a cool award i'm just super excited um for De'Aaron. yeah and he tweeted about said credit to the staff my teammates and luke laux wow that's really cool someone who obviously got him ready for this season this big season where he actually took this huge leap in his career well congratulations to De'Aaron fox Hopefully we see, see, see some more. I just stumbled there. Yeah, you did. See some more clutch moments. We need sleep. And Morgan's clutch for doing this because her voice is completely gone. I, I don't deserve a clutch award. Come on. You guys are the best. You guys are literally the best. I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. We'll do more content. Of course, we don't have game number three until Thursday. That's a 7 p.m. game. That game will be on NBC Sports California locally with coverage before and after the game. Morgan Reagan will be on the scene. We will be doing our night chat live from mm. San Francisco on Thursday night. Let's hope for a good internet connection as I knock on wood. We'll be fine. But, yeah, we're be, we'll be live. We're going to go to both games, games three and four. Let's go. So, little scheduling thing, game three from San Francisco. We'll be doing night chat there. Game four. We're going to drive back because it's an early game and yep. do a night chat from Sacramento. So that Sunday, it will be a Sunday evening night chat. So buckle up. We love you guys so, so, so much. Morton's voice is gone. Spread the word. Hit the thumbs up. We gots to go. Hey, you all have a wonderful rest of your day. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know, Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.